Just a quick reminder, if you've been trying links that I've mentioned on any of these recent episodes of the show and they don't work, technology changes and some of the things we offer change. So what we've decided to do is put everything that's current over at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. And anything that isn't current probably won't work. So if you're having trouble with a link that doesn't work, that's probably why. Head on over to photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Or if you're following along at photobizhelp on Instagram, it's the link in the bio. The folks that are closest to you are the ones that should be supporting you at full price. Unless you set up some kind of system that's understood ahead of time. But keeping in mind that the people that are closest to you really should be the ones paying you. And supporting your super small business. You know, we've got small businesses here. These aren't big companies. So every bit of our time matters. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels, from brand new to burnt out, who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings Photo back in 2010 and have been happily full-time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons, plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally, are what I want to share with you so you can grow with your photo business too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. Today, Audrey and I are trying something new. We're going to see where this goes. We're calling this phototherapy, the very first edition, where we are going to take a question from someone that, that listens to the show and do our best to help them navigate an answer that's hopefully helpful using our experience in business and our combined experience as people in life. We are not trained therapists or anything in that speciality, but we will certainly solicit the help of folks that are therapists or any other experts that we might need to consult as we move along with this segment. But I'm excited. This sort of came together in a magical way. And we're, we're grateful that it did because I think it's going to be a great addition to the show. If you love what you hear and you would like to submit a question to us, either by attaching an audio file or by writing an anonymous email, you can submit things to helpdesk at photobusinesshelp.com. That's helpdesk at photobusinesshelp.com. Please title your email phototherapy, and we'll know that it's something we should look at right away. Before we jump in to this first episode ever of phototherapy, here are a couple of words from the folks that support this show. So if you're like most photographers, you probably didn't go into business for paperwork. Does the chaos of invoices, emails, to-dos make you a little crazy? Well, that is where 17 Hats comes in. Their all-in-one mobile-friendly platform organizes your entire business. 17 Hats handles things like time-sucking tasks, payment reminders, capturing leads, and scheduling your meetings. With 17 Hats, important emails go out automatically quotes, contracts, and invoices, click, click, paid. So it's a small wonder that thousands of photographers swear by 17 hats. You'll free up so much time from day-stealing to-dos. It's like you've cloned yourself. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, which is obviously photography. Meanwhile, 17 hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it. 
So why not clone yourself with 17 hats? Visit 17hats.com to learn more with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. That's 17hats.com with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. One of the best decisions I've made in over 12 years of running my photo business was switching to pick time. It is beautiful. It's easy to use. It's easy for your clients to use. There's slideshows that are amazing with music you can add. There's a beautiful store with tons of products and they dynamically insert your client's photos so they can kind of get a sense of what stuff looks like before they order. They have these incredible automations that for me, it's been a game changer. I've made more money in my photo business hands down since I switched to pick time than any other time in my business. These automations remind people of sales, do all the emailing and communicating with your clients that you might not remember to do, and they make it dead easy for them to look at their photos, share their photos, and purchase cool stuff. It is so game-changing. And since I talk about them so much, I'm here to tell you what they are offering as a sponsor of the show. Go to pick dash time.com that's p-i-c dash time.com and use the code photobizhelp this will give any new user one entire bonus month free when you upgrade to a paid plan you can often start a free 30-day trial so whatever sounds good you can head over to pick dash time.com use the code photobizhelp and make this huge transformation in your business i promise you'll love it it is amazing they are amazing and really helpful if you need help. Again, pick-time.com with code PHOTOBIZHELP for a free bonus month when you upgrade to a paid plan. I have always just charged 50% retainer fee for family sessions and everything. So I just decided to keep it the same for weddings. As you guys both know, I don't do a lot of weddings, but the ones that I have, nobody's blinked an eye at paying 50% upfront. But then I heard you guys do a thousand. So I'm like, oh, maybe I should do a thousand. And I like the idea of it. And then I like the idea of getting like a fatter chunk of money closer to their wedding. But what I was wondering is... I asked my friend because I'm going to shoot her wedding in November and I'm like, just curious, how do you feel about if I charged a thousand dollars for a deposit and a bigger chunk later on, or do you like doing 50%? And she's like, I could go either way. The one thing with paying a thousand dollars is that she's already paying big, the remainder of her balances for her vendors. She's paying closer to the wedding. So she's like, that's just one more big chunk that I would have to pay closer to the wedding. So my thoughts are like, okay, maybe doing 50% is better because it's a smaller chunk later on. Or maybe I break it into three payments, like $1,000 retainer, and then break that last one in half. I don't know. Thoughts? So there's four more audio messages here, but I think we could jump in here with some thoughts quick before we listen to anything else. Does that sound good to you? Okay, so the question was, is it better to charge a 50% retainer for a wedding or just do like a flat rate $1,000 and have them pay the rest later? And I can't remember where I saw this. It was somewhere recently, and I don't know all the facts behind it, but something about a legal reason why you should charge a flat rate is what I saw somewhere recently, or there's, there's some reason why you should charge a flat rate versus 50 percent 
And a retainer, you know, that's the money that retains the date and that is non-refundable. So if you have different retainers, you know, for different weddings, like if it's a three-hour wedding, your retainer is going to be way less. And if it's a 10-hour wedding, you might want to reconsider and just do a flat rate. Mine's a 1000 And as far as like requiring them to pay the rest a big lump later, they can pay as much as they want whenever they want. They don't have to wait until the due date to pay the giant lump sum if that's tough for them to pay lump sums on all this stuff, then they have the option to send over smaller payments throughout the year. I mean, that's just when the final payment is due. I also saw something recently, a local photographer actually does three payments so that it is more broken up and then it's easier to budget because you're not getting all your money at one time. You're kind of getting it spread out. That's another option, but my advice would be to do a set rate for a retainer. Yeah, a set rate, especially if you're getting into this industry, is easiest. It's something that you can, you know that the value of every date you reserve for someone's event is the same, so you can budget a lot easier. Remember that if you're doing 50-50, I've had people over the years have to cancel their wedding, and this is because a relative died or someone got sick or maybe the relationship just, who knows, I mean, what was real and what wasn't, but I would feel bad taking half of their Mm -hmm. fee. And again, I'm charging you know, higher rates. So like taking $2,500 from someone that never got anything, you know, like, I don't know if reserving the date, I'm busy enough where I can usually fill that date with either a family session, or maybe another wedding. Um, It just seems like a lot for a non-refundable service, considering, I don't know, that was my thought. And as far as the three pay thing, I think that's just got to be like, kind of up to what you're willing to manage. My thought about this, like the clients getting stressed out that they have all these vendor bills to pay towards as it gets closer to their date. I don't think that's really our responsibility to worry about. I think when people plan a wedding, they know what they're getting into. And you are one of the vendors. You're not like the less important vendor. You're just like any other one. So people should be able to plan for this kind of thing. If you want to ease things up for someone that requests it, maybe do a three pay. But I personally, and this is just coming from a place of being a busy person back in the day in terms of weddings. And even though I have a CRM and like a merchant service that can, you know, send out emails and say, hey, your second payment is due, even though that can be done automatically, a lot of times people ignore those emails and you have to remind them manually Uh as the date gets closer because I won't shoot unless that stuff's been paid. So if you have to manage a whole extra payment in addition to your other two, I think that just makes things personally in my head a little more complicated and both making their final payment less and maybe dividing things up for the average client is just not really our burden to worry about. I'm not saying don't, yeah, I'm not saying don't be like helpful to a client that really needs maybe some budgeting help, but I don't know if that should be the thing that we are worrying about. We're just another vendor with a very straightforward business model. Does that sound mean? No, not at all. I think that's exactly right. And that's exactly what I was saying too. It's the option is there. And if you want to tell them like, Hey, you can pay, you can come back to this. I usually say that like, you can come back to the invoice at any point and make a payment if you'd like. Totally. That's the extent of it. And that's just in like the first email. And then they get a reminder auto email for the final payment. But other than that, it's not my responsibility to help them manage 
their money and how they pay and when they pay and stuff. Yeah. We have other things to focus on and totally that's okay. Yeah. So yeah, for non-refundable retainer, I would say 50% is a bit high, a flat rate. I think there are legal things maybe related to that, but industry standard is something around a thousand dollars. So that might be a good place to start if you're just trying to find a place to start. Yeah. It's a good reminder actually, Audrey, that all the invoices are set up so that like if they wanted to pay half of their final balance halfway to the wedding, they could. You you don't have to set it up that way. They can just come in and pay whatever they want, whenever they want. You can let them know that. Right. Cool. All right. Head on. All right. Let's uh, see what else, what else is going on here. So my aunt, she's always kind of expected a discount from me. She's never paid full price for any of her hair services. She just always expects that I'm going to drop everything and just take care of her hair and picture needs and not charge her or charge dirt cheap. I remember, I think it was the, the summer before we moved, she wanted family pictures. And I want, I really wanted to do some sunflower pictures. I'd never gone to a sunflower field before for pictures. So we went, we didn't discuss price. I just assumed she was going to like tip me, but this is my problem is I need to be better about that upfront. I just, I get so uncomfortable talking about how much people should pay me that I just don't talk about it. And then I get pissed off later on that they didn't like give me anything, but she, we went and at this field, it's $5 parking fee and then $5 per flower that you cut. We ended up not cutting any flowers, but we had two cars. So that's $10. I didn't charge her up front. I didn't tell her she owed me a specific amount. <laughs> so I did the session and it turned out beautifully. It was awesome, but she didn't tip me. She didn't pay me because I didn't tell her she, I was charging her a specific amount, but she, so she didn't pay. She didn't tip me and she didn't even pay my parking fee of $5. Like, so I'm like, what the actual fuck? Like, how cheap are you? Like, I drove 38 minutes to do the session for you and you can't even pay my parking fee. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and so she, it just goes to show, I know this about her. She's a bargain shopper. She's going to get a deal anywhere she can. She mentioned to me like, oh, we need updated pictures. And I'm like, oh, when I get settled into my new apartment, we can talk about it. But I'm already anticipating her either asking for a discount if I don't offer it or like turning her nose up at me being like, you know, because like I didn't give her a discount or her thinking that I'm charging too much or whatever. And I, cause I know she won't pay full price, <laughs> you know? And so I'm like, I, I have so much family drama. My family freaking hates me anyways, it seems because the, all they do is talk smack about me. So I'm like, I'm at this point where I'm like, I don't owe you shit because you're a kind of a shitty family member anyways, not even just for not paying me, but you are just a shitty family member that pretends to support me. But then when I'm not around, you're like very obviously not supporting me. So I'm kind of like trying to set boundaries in my life with everybody, all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, here's a good opportunity, but I don't know how, how to approach it before she's even not asked for a discount. And that is the end of Amanda's um, entry, question entry, voicemail entry, whatever. There's a lot going on in that. I have a lot to say. Actually. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. I just take a deep breath. Yep. And I'll start with a short note and then I think I'll let you take on the rest. Okay. The first thing that came up for me to consider with all of the shoots that we do, especially as we get busier and supply and demand goes up, is that the folks that are closest to you are the ones that should be supporting you at full price. 
unless you set up some kind of system that's understood ahead of time. I have a family member that I'm happy, you know, I love my niece. I'm happy to do photos for them every fall because it's something that I offer and I'm happy to do it. The key word there is that I'm happy to do it. I'm not resentful. And if they ask for more stuff, they can pay for more stuff. So, you know, it's just uh, that forward communication. I didn't really make that point very clear, but but keeping in mind that the people that are closest to you really should be the ones paying you mm-hmm. and supporting your super small business. You know, we've got small businesses here. These aren't big companies. So every bit of our time matters and the people that love us the most, you know, but I don't think that's what's going on totally here. It sounds like with some of the family stuff. All right, Audrey. Oh man, my heart. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to think of the best way to word because it's, there's a lot going on here and it's, I want my response to help. It's going to be a little bit of a tough love response, but also with a lot of compassion because I know that as an outsider, it's so easy for me to give advice without the emotions attached to what's going on. There's a lot. lot. There's so much history there and emotion. And this is like probably a lifelong thing, but you are allowing this person to walk all over you. And I say that with so much love because it's, I ought to be careful what word I use, but it's almost an abuse of the relationship to you. And when you're in a situation like that, it can be very hard to pull out of it and stick up for yourself. But none of this would happen if you just said no, that I'm not going to do the photos for you or I will if they're this price. But that's the hard part, right? That's like, how do you do that and put up that boundary when it's that boundary never existed before and you're afraid of the fallback and like what's going to happen? And I'm feeling, I completely feel the need to address this with compassion as well, because those emotions run so deep and, and it can be so tricky. But in addition to saying no or setting a price. For me, this comes back to communication ahead of time, which is something we talk about all the time when it comes to client sessions. But one of the things that stood out to me in, in the message or the question rather was this sort of expectation that you would get tipped and that your parking would be paid at the very least. Like, ugh, who doesn't you know, and I don't say that in a in a mean way. I'm saying there is space to step back and go, did I just expect her in my imagination to do that? Because that's what I think a good person would do. And if she didn't, then she's not a good person. Or did I ask for it? Did I say, okay, mm-hmm. I'm not going to charge you for this, but tip me what you can afford. And if you can pay for my parking, you know, like Audrey said, it's like you have to kind of say what the rate is or say no. I think it's kind of a tricky place. And I think this is where our emotions take over when we have expectations that are in our own heads of what like a quote unquote person is supposed to do versus what they actually do. Because there's every chance that she didn't even realize that you expected that. Photographers don't typically get tipped. Sometimes we do at like a a wedding or whatever, but I don't get tipped at my sessions every time I shoot. And so it might have just been not even on her radar. And so I just wanted to throw that out there that 
the communication piece sounds like it's missing. It sounds like a lot of this resentment is going on because of expectations that weren't spoken. Right. And that communication, I mean, there's the added element of this being a family member and like all the emotions that go to it. But if like you took that out and this was just a regular client, would you, I mean, I would never give the advice of just show up and hope that they pay you something. Yeah. (laughs) Like you have to communicate clearly ahead of time what your expectations are and they don't have to accept it. That's okay. Like you can say, yeah, I, I would love to do sunflower photos. This is what it would cost to cover my time and parking and whatever else. And then they can say yes or no. And if they say no, that's okay. What are you out? You're not, you're out the only thing you're missing out on is a stressful situation. Totally. <laughs> and then you have free time to do the things that you wanted to do with your time. Totally. And what just came up for me also is I remembered that you mentioned you wanted to do sunflower photos for a really long time. So there's also a chance here that this person misread your suggestion as like, you really wanted to do photos in a sunflower field and they were like, cool, let's do it. And it just was never communicated that it, this was something that you expected compensation for. And that's very different than just being open to if they compensate you. You are very clearly resentful that there was no compensation, but it also sounded like it was your idea to do the sunflower thing, not their idea. Like it was something you really wanted for your portfolio, which could be a super mixed message. You know, if I ask someone like, oh my God, I really want to go to this pumpkin patch. And they were like, okay. And if nothing else was said, like they might really just think that I wanted to do this shoot with them. That's just one angle. I'm just trying to be devil's advocate here and kind of see it from the other side that maybe because there was very little communication about expectation that maybe she just really didn't, Mm -hmm. it just didn't occur to her. And I think there's been a precedent here. You mentioned the hairstyling and it sounds like there's like a long history of this not being addressed. And so again, with, with love, I don't think it's surprising that she didn't offer anything. I think it's already been set up that way. I was just going to say that too. I'm like, your expectation was that she was going to tip you or pay you, but has she ever done that? And it, it sounds like, no, it sounds like you've continuously been taken advantage of. So to even have those expectations, that's what you should expect. I think with every situation with this person, you should expect they're not going to pay and they're going to take advantage of me. So the only way this can change is if I set the boundary, which is communicating that this, I can do this if I get this. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. There's a long history now of it happening. It's probably a harder conversation to have. Whereas if you'd set it from the very day one, it would have been so much easier, but Something I've done in the past is I have like a VIP page or had a VIP page when I was first starting out and I ran into this a lot. I don't run into this anymore because I don't do stuff for free anymore and and I'm okay with telling people no. But I had a page that was like, I'm giving you a discount because you're one of my VIPs and this is what the discount is. And then I didn't even have have to have the conversation. I just sent them the page and it was all written there ahead of time. But I think you could just very easily be like for the year ahead, I'm changing the way I'm doing things and I would love to still do photos for you, but it'll be 
at this price. And I totally understand if you can't afford that right now. And I will not be offended if you have to go a different route for photos. Yeah, that's an- I mean, that, that's said with love, that's said with understanding that they might be in a financial place where they can't pay for things and it's giving them the option so that they still have the power to choose and you're not spilling your resentment onto them, et cetera. That's an excellent way to phrase it. I mean, really giving them the power to choose in a situation like this is probably the least messy way to do it. I mean, that was a perfect, perfect way to present it. Mm -hmm. I think a whole other episode could be dedicated to the very clear feelings you have about this person not being a good person, which which you mentioned Mm -hmm. a few times. And so really like looking at that as well, if you're going to continue to have this relationship with them, with, you know, with exchanging your time and your talent, I think recognizing that there's already some deep feelings, emotions, and like ideas about this person that may, I'm trying to phrase this the right way, that like no matter what they do, you're still kind of in this place of already being mad at them. So just being aware of that as well, that like try to do this with as much love as you can. Audrey's suggestion was perfect as far as just like, if you need to go another direction, I'll understand, but I'm changing things and just leave it at that. You know, anything else that comes from that is going to be their stuff. And a lot of times if stuff gets icky like this and we're trying to just be honest and open and straightforward and loving, like it generally ends up being stuff that the other person needs to kind of work through. One other thing too, to add, like, I think we have the tendency as women to want to over explain and like soften the blow and give all your whole list of reasons why you're going to do this. You know, you just really want to like cushion it. But I think what I said should be all that you say, like I'm changing things. You don't have to say why, you know, you don't have to add any of the extra stuff, leave it all out and just leave it very simple. And that'll be way less stressful for you, like awaiting the response as well. But it almost sounds like, you know, and like, this is such a deeper issue than just the photo situation, but you might want to not do photos for this person at all ever and just really limit your interactions with them for a long time to kind of break that, like that ickiness and take a break from it and give yourself some time to heal. Yeah. There's so much tied up in this. It's, this is, this Mm -hmm. is about a lot more than just the photos, but I think when it comes to your business and the photos, a good place to start is the boundaries. And Audrey's right. We've talked about this before, but you don't have to tell anyone why you can't go to the party or why you can't do photos for them. Like you don't, you can just say, I I can't, or I'm not available. That's all you have to say. You don't have to say anything else. And you can say it with love and you can move on. So I think that's great advice. And it's a good thing to remember because your time is precious. And also feeling good is important. And it sounds like there's a lot of toxicity with this person and possibly other people in the family. And, you know, putting up boundaries is, and it sounds like you've started to do that. And that's awesome. But those boundaries are at first really hard. Once that breathing room starts to seep in, it feels very, very good. So, you know, you can you can do this. Yeah, it is hard at first. It's so hard and so scary and does not feel right, which I think is tricky because you're like, this doesn't feel good. It's like conditioned, though, to not feel right. Like, oh, I'm yeah. supposed to soften the blow. I'm supposed to be nice and kind and overextend. But it gets easier. And then, you know, as time goes on, 
it increases your self-confidence as well because you start to believe you start to like hold people to the standard of how they treat you and then you start to believe that you deserve to be treated that way yeah so. you just opened up a whole other episode yeah <laughs> Something I've been practicing this last year, especially, and I have a lot to say about it. Some sometime we can talk about that. Yeah, more. I'd so, love to. Well, yeah. hopefully that helps. Uh, th- there's a lot to unpack here, and I'm very sorry that there's all this bad blood in your family and and icky feelings and poopy outcomes when it comes to these sessions. So hopefully we said a few things here that that resonate. You know, take what resonates and leave the rest. And all with love. Like, I hope that that came across, that it wasn't like a place of judgment. And I totally understand that everything I said is easier said than done. I just want the best for you. All with love is such a great practice because so often the most difficult people in our lives and the people that act the shittiest are the ones that are hurting the most, you know, and they've just got a lot going on. So I think having compassion for that, even if she's not able to return the compassion to you, will make you feel at least a little bit better. Yeah. Well, thank you. If anyone else would like to send in a note, there'll be information for how to do that in the show notes. Audrey, is there anything else you want to add? I don't think so. That was a big one. That one hurt my heart a little bit. Like, I for you. I don't even feel qualified to answer it beyond the uh, business. Yeah, stuff. I want to. Be- I'm like, just communicate. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know. I know. There's a lot there, but yeah. Yeah, there is a way to respond. Your response was perfect, Audrey. There's a way to respond where it gives them a fair, empowered place to respond back. That is just none. It's almost impossible to be volatile, you know. Maybe even have somebody else write the response you know because then your emotion is taken out of it and you can like look it over before it's sent but it can be short and sweet someone else writes it and then you can just copy paste it that might be something that's helpful too. yeah just last yeah piece, piece of advice or just take audrey's words i mean i think what you said was almost perfect you can just verbatim just use that yep. yeah 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 Whoo. Okay, cool. Well, I think we're going to wrap up this one for today. And uh, we'd love to hear from you if you have questions about photo businessy things or personal things that are deeply entwined in your business. We'll do our best with our collective experience to answer. Phototherapy. Phototherapy. <laughs> we might be re- rebranding the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Wait for it. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. It's our first attempt. We already realized after finishing this recording that we're going to be more a little more intentional with how much time we give ourselves to answer things because it gets heavy. And I think we need some time to be thoughtful and maybe jot a few things down. But this one was done off the cuff and we did our best and hopefully you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit either an anonymous email, we're not going to name names um, because this stuff is really personal or attach an audio file and have it played out like you heard today, you can send those to helpdesk at photobusinesshelp.com. That's helpdesk at photobusinesshelp.com. Please title it phototherapy so we know to look at it right away and we will hopefully uh, feature it on an upcoming episode of Photo Business Help.
you're still going to hear interviews from folks in the industry and other photographers on their journeys, but this is something that uh, we're experimenting with and we'd love to hear from you. So if you loved it, send us a note as well and we'll be back soon. For those of you still on the fence about upgrading the level of your business, making more money in your business, remember to head to pick-time.com. Use code PHOTOBIZHELP for a free bonus month if you upgrade to a paid plan. That's code PHOTOBIZHELP at checkout for a free bonus month with PickTime, my favorite. One more quick reminder, if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, disorganized, check out 17 Hats. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it yourself. Go to photobizhelp.com forward slash 17 hats to get 50% off your first year. Thank you.